there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, was this coronavirus made in a lab? Since the early days, we've been hearing that this virus came from bats and jumped to humans. But another claim has popped up that's getting a lot of attention. And developing tonight, the U.S. government is looking into the possibility COVID-19 originated in a Chinese laboratory. The killer coronavirus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan. A Pew Research poll recently found that 30% of Americans believe that this virus was made in a lab and not in nature. So is it possible that someone cooked up this virus on purpose? Today on the show, did this coronavirus escape from the lab? To answer this question, we called up Ben Hur Lee from Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York City. Ben Hur studies how diseases emerge. And he was like, Yeah, the fact that this high-level lab in Wuhan is so close to the outbreak. I mean, the optics of it, right? I mean, the optics of it doesn't look good. But scientists don't need to rely on optics to find out where this virus came from. They use science. More specifically, genetics. You can think of the genetic code of this virus as the scene of a crime, and we're looking for evidence of foul play. By early January, scientists all around the world were invited to inspect the crime scene. On January 10th, the full genome sequence was released. And from that, you can infer the origins in terms of like where it came from. The first thing scientists wanted to do with that sequence was compare it with viruses we already know about to see if it's a match. Over the years, scientists from all around the world, in New York, London, Wuhan, they've collected samples of different viruses and sequenced them and then popped them into a big database. So basically, we can just look and see, have we seen this virus before? Because if we had this exact same coronavirus on file, then we'd know this wasn't some new thing cooked up in a lab. Have we found the exact same coronavirus that's now infecting people in nature, like in a bat, in in, in anything? No. No. No, we have not. So um, there's no smoking gun. No smoking gun? So where did this virus come from? Could scientists have made it in a lab? Well, we know it's true that scientists are out there playing around with viruses in labs. And they do this for all sorts of reasons, like trying to understand how viruses work and how dangerous they might become. If this was your job to make this coronavirus, like, could, could you do it? Not from scratch. To design a virus from scratch, it's extremely difficult. Like building a... 30-story building where a thousand different items on each floor, let's say beams, your windows, doors, elevators, wiring, plumbing, fire alarms, sprinklers, etc. They all have to come together exactly, right? 
Benher says that when scientists are messing around with viruses, like coronaviruses, what's really happening is that they're tweaking viruses that already exist. They're not building coronaviruses from the ground up. It's more like redesigning the doors. So I think that that's the scale that we're talking about. This coronavirus, for instance, it has around 30,000 bits of genetic code called nucleotides. And they're all working in perfect, horrific harmony. And Menher says that scientists just don't know how to make all that from scratch. So you need a building, a starting place. You need something from nature. You need a backbone. A backbone. As in a really similar virus that you just need to tweak. So our next question is do we have a similar enough virus that you could just change a little to make this coronavirus? Well, a paper published in Nature looked through the virus database and said that the most closely related virus that we know about is called RATG13. It was found in China in a type of horseshoe bat. You know, tiny little, tiny little bats. They have very big ears, uh, if you look at the face, if you use your imagination, it uh, looks like horseshoes. These two viruses, the one causing the pandemic and the one in horseshoe bats, they are similar. On average, they share 96% of the same genes. And it's led some people online to argue that this was the backbone that scientists tweaked to create our coronavirus. Couldn't the backbone have been that um, bat, the, the horseshoe bat virus? They but it's not. It's not. But it's not. Ben-Hur says, hold your horseshoe. The problem with RATG13 is that it's not similar enough. In the land of genetics being 96% similar, it's actually a huge difference. I mean, it's different in all sorts of different ways. So when you zoom in on the genomes of these viruses, there are actually more than a thousand tiny genetic differences. And they're sprinkled all along the genome. So a scientist would have had to go in and change them one by one. Yes, yes. I mean, and, 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 hope, and hope that it works. It's extremely difficult. And there's another glaring piece of evidence that suggests this virus isn't the work of some evil geniuses. And it's this. If scientists did design this virus, they made an unexplainably dumb choice in putting it together. And it all has to do with this. This piece called the polybasic cleavage site. Um, and so that's, you know, it's a big mouthful. It is a mouthful, but I tell you, by the end of this, you'll be spouting polybasic cleavage site after you've downed 10 beers. So let's go. Okay, that was Christian Stevens, who you just heard. He's Ben Hur's PhD student. All right, so what's the big deal with these polybasic cleavage sites that Christian is on about? Well... Viruses use these sites to get into our cells to infect us. But for them to work, a protein from our body has to come along and snip something off that site. As though a pair of scissors came through. Once this virus has been circumcised, it can then enter our cells and start attacking us. And Christian says it's useful to think about this site like a button. Only once you push that button is it ready to go. And while other viruses have this button... Our coronavirus has a button that's bigger and easier to find. That's the polybasic cleavage site, the big button. And we think that it means that the virus might be able to do more damage in our bodies. 
But here's the thing. When researchers saw that big button in our coronavirus, they didn't see a big Made in China sticker on it. And that's because for years, scientists have been studying what makes the best cleavage site, the biggest button, the easiest to press, and they could spot it in the genes. And let me tell you, this one, it ain't it. Producer Rose Rimler talked to Christian about it. It's very easy to know how to make that in the perfect way, and this is made in a very imperfect almost seemingly random way. If you were an evil scientist training minions of evil scientists and you were sent, you told them like make a make a cleavage site that to end all cleavage sites what what that was their assignment what grade would you give them? <laughs> so n- not a good grade. Then her, Christian's teacher, agrees. The polybasic site is, is, is a crappy polybasic site. Oh, if someone designed it, you know, they didn't do a very good job. So here's where we're at. To have made this virus in a lab, scientists would have needed to have a very similar virus on hand that they could tweak. A secret virus. And sure, if I put my conspiracy theory hat on, I could buy that. But then, when they went in to tweak it, they could have easily made this polybasic cleavage site much more dangerous. But they didn't. It doesn't make sense. And if scientists wanted to cause chaos with a virus they really didn't have to go to so much trouble. In my private moments, I'm like, yeah, there's a much easier way to make the deadly virus. If you didn't catch that, he says there are much easier ways to make a deadly virus. Ben-Hur and other scientists we spoke to said that if you wanted to cause a lot of trouble, you wouldn't do it this way with this coronavirus. Here's what you'd do instead. You'll get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So you can make, uh, you know, yeah, supercharge it. I mean. So bottom line, if you know what you're doing, you don't pick a coronavirus. Yes. Yes. You know, people could could do stuff uh, much more easily than making a coronavirus. <laughs> For Ben-Hur and other scientists who study viruses, they knew right away that there was nothing suspicious here. There's no human fingerprints on its genetic code. As a scientist, is it, is it just really silly to ask if this was made in a lab? Or is this a legitimate question that people might have? As a scientist, as a bona fide scientist, um, it's, it's a ridiculous question. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, I would, say, I would say it's a ridiculous question once we knew the full sequence. Because... You can just compare the field sequence and you know anything about virology and coronavirus and how hard it is. It's, it's just a non-starter kind of question, you know. Even the Department of Homeland Security agrees that this virus did not come from a lab in China or anywhere else. So if this virus didn't come from a lab, then where could it have come from? What other suspects do we have? They've got scales. They look pretty badass. They look a little bit like a dinosaur. To find out all about that, you've got to listen to our full episode on this. Coronavirus, was it made in a lab? Just search for Science Versus, that's Science VS in Spotify, and then click on our episode, Coronavirus, was it made in a lab? I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll fact you next time.